3: and expectations Full of the desires I just want it so bad
0: Oh, You know
3: And it just seems so real It's right there Just want to reach out and touch it For what all disappears Sometimes It feels like Everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels
0: like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I I gotta be strong, gotta hold on. It won't be too long the sky is coming in, I see the waves flowing, out there on the ocean, I know my ship is coming in, just as the horizon, and right where the sky is, out there on the ocean, I know my ship is coming in, So don't has finally come I will travel to the 70s. I will even go wherever the wind blows me
3: I'll do anything for find my destiny It's like fighting with gravity And it's bringing me down
0: Come
1: around. No. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Rodney and I want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. Rodney, right I let that that song play a little bit longer for a couple of reasons. Number one, because as of right now, it's just you and I, at least on the phone lines, and uh, so I'm hoping people are um, listening through Facebook or their phones or something. But if not, you know, I take it back to the title, to the subject, to the topic, because and, and so. So special because it's kind of expected with with topics that really, really feed your soul and your spirit and bring value to your life. And I always like to pick the song, On the Ocean, when we talk about topics like this because in spite of people, people probably think about relationship, man and woman and that kind of thing when that song comes on, but I think about life and how many people truly, truly, truly feel that their their as as it relates to their life, their peace, their happiness is out there on that ocean lost, looking around, not knowing which direction to take to sail, to get back to their their place, their foundation, who they really are. So you know my motto, I don't care if it's just me out here, I'm going with it because if it doesn't feed your soul, it meaning the listeners, it certainly feeds mine. There there is there's so much, even just today, in glimpsing and glimpsing and preparing for tonight's topic. Um, I was blessed in such a way, such a way, because I, like I share with you, why I've been just kind of hateful and mean today, and I really think I'm just tired and worn out, but still, no excuse, none, no excuse at all. Um, so I'm glad that, that this is the topic tonight, and I had nothing, I had nothing. For tonight, Rodney, you and I have not talked because you're just as beat down and tired as I am and getting as busy as well. But in the midst of curling my hair, I and I, <laughs> and for me, I have, to, I have to keep things posted all around my house. So I have things in my bathroom, I have things in my bedroom. And so, in the midst of their curling my hair, I looked down and saw this little
0: mm-hmm.
1: something that I have. It's just like a little pamphlet, uh, like a little book. Bookmarked is what I guess I would call it, and I looked down and it said Life principles to live by and so, as I curled my hair and this little thing has been in my bathroom years, I mean again, I just have stuff posted everywhere and so and that's that's because I need it, I need it, I need it to keep going, keep moving forward in this transformation phase of my life because I choose not to go back to the to the old mindset to the to the Flesh, I, I would say the Tammy who fed her flesh, who lust after the flesh, um, egotistic, self-centered, um, all those things, all those things that keep us from coming into oneness with our Creator. So it does not surprise me that, that people are not lined up, but I guarantee you if it said principles to live by with your man, with your woman, which does not work anyway Because look at divorce rate Look at how many men you probably had this year alone How many women you had this year alone In spite of listening to every Relationship show Every relationship, every show about a man or a woman Or mess Confusion So let's roll with it Rodney And I know that someone Out there that will find this show By way of archive Will be blessed by it And will move forward So I
0: had to
1: get that out. I had to get that out. Um, <laughs> what's going on, world? Oh yeah, Rodney. Let's tell them we got to meet. What how, how,
0: about
4: two weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> yep, we finally got a chance to meet each other face to face, September uh, twenty-six. Uh, it was it was truly a blessing, but I don't know for some reason, um, you know, it, it was. It was like I was picking up someone from the airport that I already knew. Like it, like even though it was the first time we actually met face to face, it didn't it didn't feel that way. Like it felt like like I had picked you up from the airport before. Like we had you know hung out before. You know uh, it didn't seem like the first time we had we, we had ever met face to face. But on the other hand. Because I knew that was the case, I was very excited uh, to to meet you. So it was, it, it was a uh, it was just a great weekend, and I think your presence being here in in Northern Virginia, in Northern no, no, <laughs> no I, I I'm not trying to uh, recruit you. Uh, I know that you have a a great life and a great work uh, going on in Memphis, but uh, your presence was definitely needed here uh, in Northern Virginia in the D.C. area. Yes, yeah, same here,
1: Rodney. I felt like. Matter of fact, I think I felt like, well, much like you were picking. I had seen you before, too. I didn't even feel. I just felt like this is normal. Like, okay, I'm going back. Like, it didn't even dawn on me. And we just, we just went along. Like, every, even to Mary, I mean, Tamaria <laughs> and I, it was just like I just have known y'all forever. And so mm-hmm. and your, your your family as well. It was just, it was just wonderful, 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 wonderful to be around like minded people um who really have a passion for what they do, even even as it relates to their profession, it was just refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Um well, we just kept going and going and going and so um I'm I'm thankful and cannot wait until you come here and so I can return the favor and do do all the great things that you did for me and and there and return and have you come here. So I just, my only request is that you get here sooner, like a day before. Because no <laughs> <laughs> we were so rushed, it's like we didn't even have time to even, we didn't even take a picture together. And we've been talking about we need a picture together for the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean I didn't even take one picture together. <laughs> so, we
4: got a picture of everybody so, else, but, but not the two of us yeah. together.
1: Right, and that was one of the plans to get something so that we could we could update the, the you know, the show picture, just everything for the show so it could be Rodney and I both. And we didn't take one picture, not one, together. So, <laughs> so we will show you that we are, I don't know what's wrong with us, but we should have.
0: So. So if anybody wants <laughs> to know
1: how to crop real good, let us know so that you can create a, um, create a, whatever they call that, a, what is it called, the thing for Facebook? Um, Cover. We need to cover, so if anyone's volunteering to oh, cross okay. us and, yeah, put us together so we can change our advertising, that would be great. So um, let's see here. Phone lines are open, of course, <laughs> the chat line. Let's see if we have anyone out there. And I know sometimes we have people that, again, listen from um, their phones, and, and I know when when they select it through Facebook, it does not show up as well. So, hopefully somebody's listening out there and will call in. Um, it feels like it's been a long time since I don't know, Rodney, right, since we've been on the air and I can't remember how how many Mondays we've missed. But um it feels great to be back on, especially with this with this topic. I feel like this is this is truly a butterfly evolution topic for sure, um, as it relates to that. that the transformation that in my opinion, it's all about you, what you do, your choices, you being honest with yourself about who you are, where you are, and perhaps where you want to go, and allowing you at that time to reflect and, and determine, in order to determine if your actions, if your lifestyle, if your thoughts, if your heart is leading you to that place, and I feel like so many of us are just living by the stream, or even like the song says, that you're out there on that ocean, and all you see is the world. You just see the world from even in the midst of the ocean. Not only do we see it, addicted to it, and thrive for it, and want it, we somehow go back to, but God, where God word clearly tells us. I know Rodney. I say you're the first person that I heard talk about, you know, how we can live righteousness and how we mm-hmm. can make excuses not to. And that's that's powerful for me. Um, people will hear you say that, and they will, they will kind of put you in this box that um, you think you're this, you think you're that, or no, you cannot do that. But like you said, we serve a perfect God who clearly says in his word, if you love me. If you love me, we miss out on all those things, Um, on that little one big thing. I'll say one little but big thing um, as we do many other verses in in Scripture. We we leave so much out so that we can eliminate those principles or we don't have to focus on principles or, or living righteousness or just making the right decision and allowing God to do whatever with it, you know. Give give it over to God. Miss Earlene, I remember telling her telling me something so profound is that you just always do what's right and let God handle the consequences. And that was powerful for me. And this has been like recently in the last year or two, I think it was. Um, but so often we get caught up in our, in our egos and self and I I I and and everything is. Is centered around us and what we want and how we want to look and what we want to do or what we do for a living, what we wear, what we drive, where we live, and so we. I think we find ourselves chasing these things that the world has told us makes us important or somebody. I heard, um, I believe it was Ron Carpenter, and I hope I'm. I hope I'm right. If not, forgive me, y'all, but. Um, especially the person that I'm putting it on if it wasn't. But I heard this weekend, I was listening to him preach, and I believe it was Lauren Carpenter. Um, He had this series about women, and not that men don't do it or or a lot of people do it, but he, he spoke about women, how women will ignore or look over their passion and purpose because maybe it doesn't pay the dollar amount, maybe it doesn't pay the six figure. Um, so you put it aside and you chase what does pay it, and then you wonder, why am I not happy? Why do I feel so unfulfilled? And I think again that's applicable to a lot of us and that's why I said about coming there, being around just your energy, your passion, because we all know teachers don't make a great, great salary compared to all these other things that you could be doing, Rodney. Right. I mean, you're doing what you love, and you're, you're, you're doing it even more even more so, not even about that, but you feel and you have that heart to give back to these children in spite of all the stuff you put up with. I hear the, the politics that you talk about um, from the top to the bottom, yet you still go and you give it your all. You do, you make sacrifices. I'm, I'm sure you do. I know you make sacrifices just to be a teacher, and that's why at the the summit I mentioned. See, remember your why, and and if you forget your why, look into the faces of those young children, and if nothing else, do the best that you can do every day because you only get that one chance, and you might be the only chance that a child sees ever. What I see going on today is, we can take it right back to the topic, topic, principles. You know, you might be the only positive thing, person, a child gets to see. hmm And so it's important. It's so important. Um, I guess that people even, people, I'm, I'm well on this topic, probably when I, they probably said principles. What?
0: You
4: know I could just see so <laughs> <laughs> and and sammy and sammy you will, will, uh i am glad that you i'm glad that you uh that you brought that up because um when I talk to people who uh don't work in the field of education who are not who are not teachers and not educators not support staff uh they have so much um compassion for teachers when it comes to uh pay. And here here's where I stand when it comes to pay for teachers. I'm glad that teaching is not like a lot of uh a lot of other professions where you could start off making eighty, ninety thousand, maybe even six figures. Um and the reason why I say that is because uh, if that were the case then you'd have more people than you do now in it for the wrong reasons. And what I would have hated uh, coming out of college uh, would have been to be competing for somebody uh, for a job that I love for something that they only love, the financial rewards that come with it. Uh, I would rather be competing against people who have the same passion that I do, who have the same heart that I do, because, there's no way that the children can lose if they have two people who are applying for a job for the right reasons. So mm-hmm. the fact that the starting salary, uh, you know, if you're in a in a area, if you're in an area that that has a low cost of living, it might be in the 30s. Um, if you're in an area like like I am, where you know we're not far from a big city like Washington D.C., uh, so cost of living is a little bit higher. So the starting salary. Um, is in the 40s, I'm glad that that is the case because, again, teaching is a profession where if you're not in it for the right reasons, and the biggest reason to be in education is because you are there for the well-being of the children, not just educating them in, in, in the content areas like math, science, social studies, in English, but you're there uh, to teach them responsibility. You're there to be that person who will listen to them when no one else will listen to them. You're there to be uh, be, be their safety net. You're there to be their refuge. Uh, there's so many things that go into education. And if you're not there for those reasons, if you're not there uh, because you love children, because you love working with children, because you understand that Children become adults one day So somebody needs to prepare them for uh, Manhood or womanhood Then you should not be there Now once you go in And You prove yourself I feel like after the first five years You should get a uh, A huge increase If you have proven yourself If you haven't then you should be gone There's no way that you should be Kept in the profession But I think a good thing to do would be, you know, give you the regular cost of living, raises, step increases, and everything, uh, which isn't a whole lot. But if you've proven yourself after after five years, give you a 10% raise from wherever you are uh, at that five-year mark. Give you a 10% raise. If you're still there and still producing at a high level after 10 years, from wherever you are, give you a 15% increase uh, you know, do these things, uh forgive your forgive your, your education loans. You know, have some incentives for the teachers who come in and are highly effective. And the ones who are not effective, uh, you know, encourage them to do something else. Uh there, there's a there's a uh a career switcher program to take people from, you know, the business world or the corporate world or transportation uh, you know, those industries and uh, help them transition into being a teacher, well, let's invest money to help people transition into one of those careers if teaching is not for them. Uh, you know, I I, I I think that teachers should be rewarded financially, but not in the beginning. Uh, prove that you are there with the right heart, with the right mind, with the right spirit, and did see those financial gains down the road?
1: Never thought of it. Um, never thought of it like that, right? But you're right. If it if it if it did pay, um, if it had that type of salary starting out, plus the <laughs> vacations in the summer, because I used to always hear people say, you know, for some teachers, oh, they just went into it for um, you know, for the time off and, and that kind of thing. and But I've never quite heard it put that way, so that is very interesting. You know, even with with the, the salaries of teachers, and I can relate that, so much can come, everything really could come back to principles and um, values and things like that. Because also what's happening, I've heard Brandon say this a number of times, and he, he mentioned it again last night as we were just kind of talking about you know, just the overall character of people and how we have become such a people of followers, like we will things we will do uh collectively that we would not do um individually or solo and, and he always mentions, you know, take for take for example, tip over a sleeping cow. Like who would just in their right mind go up and do that alone? But you get eight, nine teenagers or even maybe adults and you could you could pump all of them up to participate in this is what we're doing in the world, we are selling ourselves short. And what's happening is the majority of people are on that side of the world, and nobody will stand up and say, "Hey, this is a this is going back to your profession. This is a a teacher who's been here five years. You know, they're here during school, before school, during school, after school. They're doing these things less compensate. They have they have proven not that you have to, but." They have proved themselves worthy um
2: mm. again, not
1: that we just have to do that because if we weren't in that position where people were were not um following their passion their purposes of making earlier, then people would people would would get in their places rightfully places I would say they would run after their passion and their purpose. And money would not matter because I, I I really do believe if you do what you love you will never work a day in your life. And people will get the best out of you regardless. But again, we chase the stuff, the things, the um spotlight, the title, and all of these things and as the man said Barn said, and then you go back home and you wonder what is wrong with me? What is it? so you're fighting you're really fighting your own life and fighting yourself. And who's with you everywhere and what's with you, your mm-hmm. life and you, no matter where you go, who you are, what you do is with you all the time. You cannot escape yourself. You cannot. And so, Tammy, um, I like what you just
4: said about if. It, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to say real quick. I like what you just said. If if you are if you are doing what you love, then you'll never work a day in your life. And and, and to me, <laughs> uh I ho- I hope that 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 uh, and maybe I interpret it wrong, but the way I interpret it was, even though you may get up and you have a responsibility or a job, you're not really working or you may not consider it working because it is what you love so like in my case I don't consider teaching uh like a uh, uh like a uh, uh, I guess a a job you know so to speak like when you think of job uh, a lot of times you think of you know uh something that 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 requires work and um, and all of these things but I feel like I'm like I'm having fun like I feel like I'm having a good time. I don't wake up in the morning angry because I have to go uh, you know, uh to, to, to my place of employment. I feel like, you know, when I wake up in the morning I'm I'm ready to go. And, you know, it's almost like, man, like somebody's paying me to do this. I'm like, this is too much fun. You know?
1: Right. Well, Rodney, I've never heard you complain about your your job as a teacher. I I know that you there's some things that you dislike, which is why you are fighting for those things, which is another, again, another reason it was so refreshing to be there because, well, you know, we didn't get any sleep. Right? Like, we didn't. Mm-mm. It was just amazing. But yeah. if, if you you are fighting, you are sticking with your job rather than throwing in the towel saying, hey, I can go do something else. You're trying to find a way to correct the things that you see are wrong. Because it is your passion and your purpose, and you see so much value in what you do. I mean, you will stay up two, three o'clock in the morning and, and still never complain about, I got to go to work in the morning. You just say, I'm a teacher, I don't sleep. <laughs> what you say. <laughs> I'm like,
0: what <laughs> so, it, it, and that's Ain't
1: what really got time mean. for that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I mean. you never work a day in your life because you love what you do. It's, I mean, I see my future daughter-in-law, I can never do what she does. She loves planting fat flowers. She loves the yard and doing all that stuff. She will sit in the middle of the yard in the broad, I mean, the sun is beaming on her, and she looks as if she is on the beach with a book, just relaxing. That's how, that's how peaceful she looks. And she's one of those ones that just decided, I'm not going to chase the world. And matter of fact, in the conversation last night, Brandon said that's one of the things that I fell in love with, that made me fall in love with her. He said she was like a breath of fresh air. She didn't care about things and stuff in the world. She was this simple, um, beautiful woman who who cared about people and didn't get caught up in the purses and the shoes and, and what's in front of my name and where we live and that kind of thing. So much so too. It's probably to their detriment. They're probably so much alike, but you know, to hear a young man say this about a woman that that I fell in love with you because you didn't want all these things and you're not a part of that world where you have we got to go spend five hundred dollars on a purse and you feel you feel okay about that, like like more than one time. I can see sometimes I can see that not for me, but I can see if somebody wants you know maybe Christmas, maybe whatever anniversary. But if you got I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to change my mind on this. If you got five, six purses that cost more than $500, $300, and people are hungry, somebody in your family, could, that could that could spare them one month of, of headache and grief, I'm sorry. I have a problem with that. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about taking care of people who taking care of themselves. That's not what I'm talking about. I've been that person where I was working my butt off. $20 helped me. And I mean working two jobs, twenty dollars helped me. That somebody put in my hand, that God sent them to give me. And that's that's where we need to get back to. Where back in the day, I can say for my own family, there's no way my grandmother could have fed all of us and the whole the, the what felt like or looked like the entire community. Everybody that stopped by my grandmother's house could get a plate, like plus come back and eat again. I don't think my grandmother cooked that much food. Y'all may call me crazy. But back to that time where g- grandparents, people prayed and they depended upon God, whereas we've allowed the world to, to to dish all this stuff out to us. You can answer the question for yourself. How many times have you been on your knees this week? How many times have you been in your words this week? But let something happen. Let something happen. You go to the throne Feeling like you are, you are, you are so deserving. God is your nine one one call, but you not your four one one. You don't go for him for for information. You won't call the four one one on him, but you <laughs> call him when
0: that
1: happens. I mean, I'm <laughs> serious. <laughs> you uh, you
4: know what? You know what? That that is <laughs> that is a really good point. I'm, I'm loving these these uh, these quotes that you're coming up. I got look, I got. I got me some new uh new words <laughs> to live by <laughs> like i like I said at, like I said at the summit, uh, going back to something that you said earlier about it just be, being me and you on the call um tonight, doesn't bother me not one bit because the people who are not in attendance are the people who are losing out, not the people who are present, so
0: right.
4: um. You know, whether whether anyone dials in, it does not matter to me. Um because it is it is it is their uh is their blessing that that they are missing and though you know, those same people will be the ones like you said, they they're the ones looking for an answer, looking for information. But every time information is being handed out, they don't want it. They have every excuse why uh, while they can't, you know, go and get that knowledge, um, you know, w- w- which brings me to to one of the things that that I, that I wrote down for tonight, and that is, why spend why your time making rich people richer, but contribute but contribute to the poor getting poor, you know, we we uh, we don't need to be reminded about empire, we don't need to be reminded about scandal. We don't need to be reminded about football games, about basketball games. We don't need to be reminded about those things. However, when it when it comes to things that are important and relevant to us and things that would actually benefit us, all of a sudden we need a reminder. I will start reminding people about my events and about the things going on in my life when Lucius Lyons starts calling people and telling them, hey, don't forget to watch Empire tonight, that's when I'll start calling people. When Kerry Washington sends out an email that says, hey, don't forget, Scandal is on tonight, I'll do the same thing. Why
2: are oh, you... Oh, right. We,
1: right.
2: we, but we I will... will long,
1: long I ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you made me
2: think
1: about a few weeks ago. Matter of <laughs> fact, it was, the week, it was the same week I came to Virginia for the summit. Um, I was I had I had went out to football practice to meet my friend out there, you know, just to go out and hang out with her as she waited on her her son to, for football practice. And I, this guy, grown man, I mean full grown dad, is Russian He's got to get back to watch. Um, what's the name of that? I almost but What's the other Empire? He was like, we got to go. I got to get home to watch Empire. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Like, uh, uh, like uh, that just gives uh, people to me because I'm not used to men. Number one, I'm not used to men sitting around doing a lot of things that men do today. Like, I can't even fancy my granddad being this man that just, or even my dad that sits around and do some of the things that I see happening to men today or we see men doing today. Like, it just. Same for women as well, but it's unbelievable. You know, we're we're different. We are I also heard somebody say a woman is just a wounded woman. <laughs> and that was so funny to me, a woman is a wounded man. Um but I mean there's this there's little little things that we can that separates us now today. Like you didn't see I mean, I didn't see my grandfather or my uncles or my dad sitting around watching soap operas. That was that was what the women did. <laughs> but now we have men that are that will sit and watch like stuff with with every week that has just crazy stuff. Like and like you said, nobody has to remind them. This guy was like, "Come on, we got to go. I got to get home and watch Empire." Really?
0: Yep. Not they, get home with
1: the homework.
4: They they know what time they come on. They know the time and go off, and if they know that they are not going to be home to see it, they'll record it so that they can watch it later. But they make sure that they don't miss out on it. So I feel like this, if if you can do that for somebody, if you can contribute to somebody who's already rich that you don't know, that has never done a thing for you, never will do anything for you, and if they do anything and you happen to benefit from it, they're going to they're going to use it as a tax write off and they're only doing it because rich people have to spend uh, a certain amount of money every year in order to keep their taxes down or they have to pay that money to the government so if they donate and that's why a lot of them donate to charities and things like that because they have to spend that money or they have to give that money to the government so to keep uh, to keep their tax rate down That's why many of them Only pay 12, 13, 14% In taxes Well to make that happen They have to give them money So they're not doing it Even when they give away money a lot of times They're not doing it because that Their heart is really in it They're doing it because They have to Yet we make those people We, we make those people richer Than what they are And it's not because what they are doing is so great. It's not because, uh, you know, what they're saying is so powerful or profound or they're changing lives, but it's because they are what's hot right now. And everybody has their turn. And some people last, you know, longer on the market than others, but they all have their turn. Life. MC Hammer had MC Hammer had his turn. Nobody's gonna listen to MC Hammer today, but they'll tell you, "Oh man, back in that time, people tell you, oh I loved MC Hammer.'" No, they didn't. MC Hammer was hot when MC Hammer was hot. MC Hammer is played out now. It's it's wrong to like MC Hammer, just like the people now. Empire, it it it'll be played out eventually. It'll it'll, it'll be gone. So will Scandal and people will hop on the next thing because we live in a bandwagon society. But, but we'll have we'll have relatives, we'll have friends hosting events, and if there's a fee, man, how come I can't get in for free? If you you you'll see your friends and your family members They'll they'll find the most ratchet videos and everything, no matter what it is. They'll share everybody's stuff on Facebook except yours. They'll retweet and repost everything on Twitter, repost it on Instagram, but let it be somebody that they know they're not going to do it. But if if for some reason people you don't know find out about you and they decide to promote you, then all of a sudden the people that you know, oh, yeah, this is my man right here. Oh, man, this is my boy from back in the day. Oh, man, see, me and her have been tight for 20 years. But when I needed you to help me get going, you were nowhere to be found. You know, I look at Lucky Whitehead, you know, and I shared this at the Education Summit. When I saw him the day before the NFL draft, I I asked him, I said, so how are the people? I said, have they changed? And he said, yeah, they have, Coach. And I said, that's what I figured. He said, you wouldn't believe the the number of people trying to offer me things. He said, everybody wants to to help me out. Everybody wants to let me borrow something, whether it be money, their cars, or whatever. He said, but my mom and I never really got any help from anybody, a few people. He said, but these people just came out of nowhere once they realized I was going to the NFL or had a good shot at going. But that's the society we live in.
1: You know (laughs) what? I'm glad you brought him up because I see, and I and I and I and I pray, and and I, I, I really feel like Lucky. I, I thought that when he was on the show, there was something different about that young man, and and even as, as as I learned about him, you know, being drafted and playing for Dallas, I thought this is bigger than, this is bigger than him. Like some people are truly put in places to to change some things and to. To help people move from one from one level to another, one position to another, and I, and I felt that way from the the night I heard him speak. It was such he was so humble, and I pray that he keeps that. And I really feel like he he will. It's not going to go with his mom, and I'm I'm going to give him something, but it's going to be a whirlwind. I mean, that's just how I just I mean really. I just feel like he is there for for more than football. Like just from hearing him speak. But people my opinion, what you just said, people goes back to empire scandal, um, how like you said, even now, if you if people had learned that President Barack Obama or First Lady Michelle was there at the well they would have been all over you afterwards. They would have been all mm-hmm. over you. When did you, why didn't you remind me? Why didn't you tell me? Um so you know what I say to that? That that's a clear example. Maybe we need to do a Show on this, the the oppress the, the how am I trying to say the oppressor has the oppressor has become the oppressor and they don't know it. Like uh-huh. keep the word you bought bought us in so much so that so we didn't even know we were for sale anymore. Like they slipped a dollar <laughs> under the table and bought you for a dollar, and you and you pay hmm. them every day. Like you pay them every day in the way you live, your actions, the way that you run after whatever they throw out and dish at you, the way you set aside your principles and your values and your morals, the way that you're gonna teach your kids to have principles, values and morals, none of that. None of that. I think my that I was raised with older people that and and around me twenty four seven, their grandmother And and I'm not telling everybody because I don't go to church myself that you got to go to church to be saved and all that, whatever. But that I saw her faith and her her dependence upon God was so much so that she would have walked to church miles because that's where she felt her source was. She was dependent upon that. Her faith and her trust was was there. And we won't even we wouldn't we won't do that. Well, I'm, I'm gonna think for I'm even for our children. Some of us want to do that for our children, but we say we love them. Like, there's no foundation We, I think it was Samaria talking, why right? you may not have been with us. We were talking about how the animals just act like they're human now, and I'm like, well, they, we act like them now, so they probably think we're out the swing, 'cause so they'll come up to you like, like, hey.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> that's
1: how long we've gotten. I mean really, if you think about it, animals now will they're not afraid of us anymore. The ones that used to be. They're just like, We're humans too. Y'all acting like us, you know, but there's no difference.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Tammy, uh going back to the oppression, it it uh um, the people the these celebrities um who we are making sure that they stay rich and and eat at the the finest restaurants and live in these big houses and, you know, drive these uh, really nice cars, these same people contribute, a a lot of them, I, I don't know the exact number, but these same people contribute to our downfalls. Like, for example, probably the biggest shock to, to anyone who, who who hears this call, Michael Jordan uh, sells his name, has been selling his name since probably uh, the late 80s with these Jordan tennis shoes. And, yes, I did say sell his name because for everybody who keeps saying I have on the Jordans, uh, no, you don't because Michael Jordan has never made a tennis shoe. Michael Jordan does not own a tennis shoe. Michael Jordan is actually owned by Nike. But they buy his name, and they've been putting his name on these tennis shoes for years. And now we've gotten to a point where, you know, we're spending $150 or more for these tennis shoes. Well, guess what Michael Jordan does with the check that Nike cuts him He invests in the prison industry. Michael Jordan is a big supporter and funder of the private prison industry. But even with people knowing that, you still wouldn't be able to to get them to stop buying Jordans. Oh, Oh, man, that's messed up. But I really like the shoes, though. I don't buy them because of him. I buy them because I like them. You have kids. Michael Jordan, uh, his last relevance was in 1998 when he uh, helped the Chicago Bulls win their second, uh, helped them complete their second feet. I mean, he played for the Wizards in, like, maybe 2001 or something like that. But even... But what we've done, staying on this same topic, we have passed this ignorance down to the point where kids who were not even living when Michael Jordan was playing basketball are out here advertising for Michael as if they know who he is. They have never seen him play games on television or live. But they all here sporting those shoes and you would really think that they knew anything about
1: them. Hmm. Um You gonna make you know we don't have anybody anyway, but you're gonna make a lose the people that are listening. Otherwise.
4: Uh somebody talk. just called in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, somebody does not
0: want us to
1: know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: um, I'm gonna. I, I, I'm gonna. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tammy.
1: No, you go on because that, there's a few things I want to read here off of uh, off of this. So you go first. You go first.
4: Oh, I was just gonna get into uh, uh, another one of the uh, the things I wrote down. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead and that is um, don't be comfortable being uncomfortable. A lot of times we don't move on to the next thing because, and just like what I just said about, excuse me, these Jordan tennis shoes, a lot of times even if we know information, even if we have heard the truth, We can't break away from it because we are so comfortable being uncomfortable. We can know that something is not right, but because that is what we're used to, because that is what is familiar to us, we get comfortable in it, and it's a lot easier for us to just stick with it, even though it's bad for us, even though we know it's not working, rather than to step outside of that or turn in a different direction and try something new or try something different. Like, even in relationships, there are women who stay in relationships where they are being abused even though they know it's bad for them because they are afraid to walk away from that abusive situation. Why? Because they have gotten comfortable In that uncomfortable state And there are many more examples out there But that was the first one that came to mind So again I I will say uh, Something to live by Don't be comfortable being uncomfortable If it means that You have to step outside of yourself If it means that you have to challenge yourself Then that's what you need to do
1: you know, Rodney, um, when you said that I picked up this book here that, that I've read a couple of and I think I shared it with you, but uh it's a Napoleon Hill book. It's called Outwitting the Devil. And and part in that in this book he talks about the drifter. And basically the drifter is a person that um does not think for himself. Basically, just what you said is basically the same thing to me. Like, you get so accustomed to it. It's kind of like why we do the trash can, baby. Like, you, you get so accustomed to the way things are, wrong or right, until changing them feels wrong, which is why when you move the trash can, you would turn back to it because, you stop thinking about that because you feel like what well, I my mind already knows, so you don't have to think. It's like those things that just come back in nature um, to us. But I want to read this. I'm not planning to do this, but since you brought that up, I want to read um, just a portion of this. It says, my greatest weapon for the human beings consists of two secret principles by which I gain control of their minds. I will speak first of the principle of habit." through which I silently enter the minds of people by operating through this principle, I establish, I wish I could avoid using this word, the habit of drifting. When a person begins to drift on any subject, hear that, on any subject, he is headed straight toward the gates of what your earthbound calls hell. And it goes on to say, I can best define the word drift by saying that people who think for themselves never drift, while those who do little or no thinking for themselves are drifters. A drifter is one who permits himself to be influenced and controlled by circumstances outside of his own mind. He would rather let me occupy his mind and do his thinking and go to the go through the trouble of thinking for himself. A drifter is one who accepts whatever life throws in his way without making a protest or putting up a fight. He doesn't know what he wants from life and spends all of his time getting just that. A drifter has lots of opinions, but they are not of his own. Most of them are supplied by me. And lastly. A drifter is one who is too lazy mentally to use his own brain. That is the reason I can take control of people's thinking and plant my own ideas in their minds.
0: Mm.
1: Quite deep.
4: <laughs> so, in other words, don't be a drifter.
1: Don't be a drifter, and we we do that to our children. Like like how 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 often and. and I can see, although Brandon's a grown man now, I can see some areas where I did not allow him to 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 do his own thinking, kind of sort. You want to protect them from this and that, and that and this. Um, and I think more of that is happening today. There's actually a section in this book that also talks about parents and how we we help in this area of not allowing children to think for themselves. To I think we talked about this at the summit. To If they want to be a teacher, be a teacher, let them be a teacher if they want to flip burgers, let them learn how to flip it and then help them own the burger joint that they work at. Let them take a business class to be the owner. Let's not let them get make them get caught up in the titles before and after because they lose themselves in that, and then they become that adult, that parent who's out there on that ocean that we talked about, looking around, and like who am I, Where am I? How did I get here? How can I get away from here? But because they become a thoughtless person, they, there's no clue. They're controlled by them, by the world. So yes. there are just a few, let's see, what time is it, 852? And I know we said we're not going to stay on so long. I won't um, read all of these, but if anybody would like, uh, there are 30 of them. I would be glad to type this up and send it to anybody who would like it, even if it's someone listening to the show after the show. You can give me a call, 901-830-6088. I may just type it up anyway because I, I think somebody will, will will want to have it. But um, not my own stuff. It's Life Principles to Live by Dr. Charles Stanley, who I've just become a fan of Um if you guys don't know who he is, looking, look him up. And it's Dr. Charles Stanley. He has some of the best teachings I, I've, I've heard. Um, some, you know. And so one of them, and this is, again, life principles to live by. Uh, our intimacy with God, his highest priority for our lives, determines the impact of our lives. Um, another, obey God and leave. This is the one Ms. Earlene shared with me. Obey God and leave all the consequences to him. Um, I'm just going to skip around Trusting God means looking beyond What we see To what God sees um, Peace with God is the fruit Of oneness with God I think that one is probably one of my favorites and again, peace with God Is the fruit of oneness with God um, So many people without peace today and again, I believe Because we're, we're fighting ourselves We're fighting ourselves We don't know who we are And we're we're trying to fit in to a world that
0: <laughs> that
1: you've been bought and sold. I mean, that has bought you, sold you, and, and doing it over and over and over again. That you've allowed to put put could um, tell you how valuable valuable you are, or more importantly, that you are not. And so you're fighting this world with um, it's a losing battle. If you're of the world, fighting mm-hmm. the world. Let's um, see. Um, the dark moments of our life will last only so long as it is necessary for God to accomplish his purpose in us. That's another good one. I think it's, it's I know for my own life, I realize I keep coming back here because I, I don't get it. I go through all this stuff, these trials and tribulations that are, that are really for my good and they sound crazy to some of you. But I don't but because I don't get the lesson and move be move from that, just like school, when you get it, well, not today, they push you on anyway, today, but when you get it, you move on. That's the way it should be. But same thing with our lives. We keep we keep going back to the same things because we don't grow through what we go through. We wanna we wanna pout. Why me, um what did I do to deserve this? Of course, you did nothing, right? So that's what, what we always think. But if you really sit down and look at your life, um, some of the places we end up, we volunteered for. I mean, that that's where we, our actions was leading us. And we always, I think, try to find a way to put it back on life, circumstances of someone else. But at the end of the day, I take sole responsibility for where I am in my life. At this at this moment, and it will be the same tomorrow. And not all of those things are, I'm I'm happy with, but until until I take responsibility for those things, in my opinion, I'm always looking for someone else to fix them. And well, that's how I, that that was that was exactly what I was doing. It's your fault. It's your fault. So you fix it. Meanwhile, they go on about their lives, and I'm miserable. So once you take responsibility for who you are, where you are, um, and find peace with yourself and then allow that oneness to happen and you know, that happens when we when we change our lives and we renew our minds and and someone said to me a couple of weeks ago, um, not only do we need to know who we are, um, and honor that, we need to guard that. That was powerful. I mean, how I many how often do we get to a place where we're just okay with who we are? And we guard who we are. We guard mm-hmm. our principles. We guard our values. We guard um, who we are as a parent, as a woman, what that means to be a woman. I mean, that alone, when you think about women, when you think about we carry life in us for nine months, we birth a child, that in itself, to make you feel like whoa, I am it. And honor <laughs> honor that it was not created. I mean honor that. So let's see, maybe one or two more. Um adversity is a bridge to a deeper relationship with God. Um prayer is life's greatest time saver. Oh wow, really? You think that's true today? <laughs> prayer, is is that
4: prayer, prayer, has, prayer, prayer, not, uh, pr- prayer, prayer—not prayer—not only went out of schools, prayer went out of homes, prayer went out of churches. People just don't pray anymore.
1: Yeah, I heard somebody say about parents. You know, you fussing about they're not praying in school, but are you praying at home with them? You know.
4: Hey, so, um, hey, hey, you know exactly.
0: Hypocrite.
1: Yep, exactly, exactly. You know, when you talked about the uh, reminding people and, and people having to pay for, you know, certain events, I said a long time ago, I'm not giving anything else free. I don't care if it's, I don't care if I'm the only person that shows up, I'm going to talk to myself, and I'm going to learn something from my own presentation, even if it's $5. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, because people will go out, again, I'm going go back to the purse, they'll go pay Janet Jackson just left here, and I heard the tickets were like 170 something dollars. That's crazy to me because I could pull Janet Jackson up on YouTube and watch her all day long if I want to.
0: <laughs>
4: but Sammy, you seven. know it wasn't just 170 dollars because people had to get outfit. a new outfit. <laughs> they had to get their hair done, their nails done. They had to pay a babysitter. <laughs> No, By the like time
1: they finished paying to see Janet Jackson, it was about five hundred dollars. And and I and that just to me that I just I just I I just can't see it. I just I can't see. It. But but to go to church and if they pass around the and again I, y'all, I'm not saying I I totally believe the system of of tithing the way that it has ended up today. But you'll pay, like Rodney said, because you're right. it's Five five hundred dollars, but you won't put ten dollars in in the in the bucket for for Mother Jones. <laughs> and if you do, you're going to fuss all the way home about it. So yep. my, my event will not be free again. Information costs. Information costs. And for those who want it, same with books. Get somebody to try to buy a book, even for their children. It's like people got so angry about the dogs, the black dogs in Target, coming, you know, without a book, and the white ones did. I mean, and I stand behind what I said because are you reading to your You get mad about that, but answer the question. Are you really sitting down reading with your children, period? That's, I mean, that's it. If you are, great, want to hear about it. And I wish I could hear more people saying, yes, we are. I put a, well, shared, I didn't put it up. I shared a posting just a few days ago about an, an app doesn't replace your lap when it comes to reading to your children, maybe five Mm -hmm. quotes. If it would have been about a man, um, the club, Janet
4: Jackson, Empire, man. Oh, people will will like, and and what's bad, Tammy, um, um, one thing that comes to mind is, uh, and I saw this, uh, I've been thinking about this for a while, but I saw this on uh, Facebook earlier um parents complain about their children being spoiled uh you know about how we've gotten away from from the old school uh life isn't like it used to be but the same people complaining about the younger generation being lost and spoiled and confused and ignorant are the same people who taught them those behaviors or allow them to carry on in such a manner. Why would you give every, give your child everything that they want but then and then turn around and call them spoiled? You made them that way.
0: Right. Right. You made them that way. Right.
4: You know, and then, you know, when you when you talk about you know, the, the shows like Empire and, and Scandal and all the very people who watch those shows and promote them and, you know, give you a commentary for the whole hour that the show is on are the same people that are always talking about drama. Oh, I don't do drama. Oh, this is petty. And all of these things, but it's like, you do drama. What do you think empire is? What do you think power is? What do you think scandal is? It's entertaining, but it's drama. So why would you not expect to have drama around you when you invite drama all the time? You invite it.
1: What are you feeding yourself? Huh? You said just like that trash can, you become people don't realize that you become addicted to it, um, accustomed to what you just like. We they said we are what we eat. You know, you are what you continue to look at and feed your mind with. If you're if you're trying to renew your mind, then you got to change the things that you put you put before your mind, put in your body, put in your your thoughts. And to me, I mean literally. It's I believe it was last week, right? And I thought, you know what? Well, I'm just gonna try this. I'm just gonna try to watch this this, this show, and I just could not. I could not.
0: Like <laughs> it didn't even
1: make sense. It didn't. It did not make sense. You know. And going back to the small kids and the young girls, I, it made me think about this, this time. There's this little girl. She was in the fifth grade, and she got her hair dyed. Like her hair. She came to school with brownish blonde hair, fifth grade, really. Like, where do you go from there? What next? That was my question. What what, what next? Like, when does no come into play? Because it's, it's just no. This is my house. This is my rules. I don't care who's doing it on the outside. When, when is it just no? Like, a fifth grader dying, dying getting their hair colored, uh-huh. I mean, we. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Um, something else came up during the conversation last night that I want to bring up about uh-huh. principles and morals and values. Um, radio, radio shows, and the, the 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 radio shows that this person was talking about was here, and we have a couple of This two in particular was mentioned in the conversation. Um, And this person said that they were listening to uh, this particular station, and it was just amazing. Of Every other word was, you can imagine, um, be this, be that, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, just vulva. And he said he thought about how many children listen to these stations on the way to school, in most cases with their parents in the car, listening to the same type of music. And he said, I guarantee you, if you take some of those songs and put them on um, the other stations, those parents would lose their mind. They would shut those radio stations down. And I yeah. thought about that. It was something so simple. But yet, again, like you say, Rodney, all the time, feeding the beast. Like, if I don't want the cat to come back to my house, there my yard, I need to stop putting milk out there for him or her. Mm hmm. So in so many ways we've become that drifter, that thoughtless person that has put aside principles and we've we've conformed and become addicted mm-hmm. to the patterns of this world. So I mean gosh. I didn't think this was gonna go all over the place like this, but I think I like it better with just me and you
2: on
1: here. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: We we actually have we actually have a couple of uh, listeners out there now, mm-hmm. so uh,
2: yeah.
4: listening by phone. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I uh, th- the the way I look at it mm-hmm. is this: whether there are two people listening or whether there are two million people listening, I'm going to be the same Rodney, and I know that you're going to be the same Tammy. And we're gonna give the same show. Uh, numbers do not dictate who we are or what we're doing.
1: And if they did, we did it a long time ago.
4: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's funny. Like when you look at when you look at this, uh, uh I always find it interesting the things that. Uh, get a lot of attention, and, and I want to say relationships are probably the biggest one, um, because everyone has advice on relationship topics. Everyone has, everyone has the answer for a healthy relationship. Everyone has the answer for uh, how to have great sex everyone has the answer on uh, what you should do uh, in your marriage. However, the divorce rate is higher than a camel's behind. So if all of these people are experts, if all of them are experts, why is it that we are having so many issues? But people like to engage in those topics. Why? Because they're juicy. Why? Because there are so many broken relationships that everybody wants to give their two cents. Well, I feel this way. Well, I feel this way. Well, would you you allow a man to do this? What if your lady did this to you? Instead of what's going to help us have a more productive society? Instead of us giving principles to live by, I wonder what those principles are that people are living by. And and I don't want to know what people pretend to live by. I don't want to know what people wish they were living by. I want to know what people actually live by. Because if I go by what I see and what I hear, people have their priorities messed up, number one. And number two, people are just flat out confused. And I'm not saying that you and I have all the answers. I'm not saying that you and I have it figured out. But what I am saying is that as a people overall, And So that includes you and I too But as a people overall Tammy We are lost And when you think About the Bible The Bible says If the word be hid It is hid To those who are lost And there are A lot of lost people And the problem with it Is that people don't know that they are lost. And as long as you don't realize that you are lost, you will never want to be found. As long as you don't think that there is a problem, you will never look for solutions. And so because we have people who really believe that they have it figured out, We have a we we have a, a a nation that continuously makes the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again, to the point where it's not even a mistake anymore; it's a lifestyle. So, I wonder, what are those principles that people live by? I can tell you the ones I live by. I can tell you the principles I live by. I love God with everything in me. And I love my neighbors as I love myself. I may not always do what's politically correct or say what's politically correct. I may not always do the 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 uh I may not always do what is expected of me. However, my heart is always in in the right place. And if it's not in the right place, I immediately fix that as soon as I identify that. People compliment me a lot, and I appreciate that. But I'm probably my biggest critic because I am hard on myself myself. Because even when I feel like things have gone right or things have gone well, I'm always looking for those things that I feel like, hey, I should not have done that or I should not have done that that way or I should have never said that. I'm always self-reflecting because I will never believe that I have it all figured out. Never. And I don't want to believe I have it figured out because I love learning. I'm a lifelong learner. And so if I ever get to a point where I believe I figured it out, I believe I will lose my thirst. I I believe I will lose my hunger. I believe I'll lose my fight, my drive. And as long as I'm breathing, I don't ever want to lose those things.
0: My peace.
1: Well, I know, this was, as you say, you, you, you spoke about, you know, that it's so important for people to know, um, like, this this show, this topic, it, it was so profound for me in a place that I needed to be today. Like, I needed to go back to that that foundation of myself because sometimes we, for me, I find myself feeling lost in this world, feeling like isolated, um like, nobody's really seeking and searching um, the way that I think, <laughs> you know, we should be. Like, sometimes I feel like, is it just me? And I know I know it's not. I know that. However, just to get back to the basics, we're really, 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 when I tell you guys, I raise both of my hands and I say, I don't have it figured out. I'm not even close. But what I do... I can tell you what I do or where I am. Every day I'm working to figure something out. I'm working to continue to grow, to leave my flesh behind, to leave my selfishness, my air all that that I had to wake up and realize one day that I owned. Yeah, I owned it. And like Lani says We we make mistakes, we find ourselves getting caught up, but here is where the difference is. We're convicted. Convicted enough to want to figure out why do I keep coming back to this place? What is here or what is in me that keeps me coming back here? What am I not willing to give up? that makes me come back to this place or this person. Because it's not always a place. That's maturity. That's growing in Christ or whatever you've got. That's growing spiritually. Being able to say, I'm at at the point, and this is hopefully a better example, work. We all hopefully have a job working somewhere. that we deal with emails. I used to be so quick to say, Oh, I didn't get that email because I wanted to look good. Now I just say, oh, I forgot. I mean, I got it. I don't know why. Whatever. But, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie and say I didn't get your call. I didn't get your text. No, I just didn't reply. I saw it. Whatever. <laughs> so even the small things, you start to correct yourself, and it, it happens. So well, let me say this: it happens. You wake up one day and you 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 do something out of your character, meaning, and I'm not talking about the good character. You do something like we all. Oh, if you look back, and you you think I had a profound moment that was that showed me that helped me realize that I'm growing. And if you would just continue to die to yourself, which is what this show Galatians 2:20 was based upon dying to yourself so that you can come to oneness with your God. Your God. Not my God, your God. And relationship, we were I think another reason people push and push and want to know about relationships and want to listen to every show about relationship, yet so few people have true relationships. Like relationships, not screwing ships, relationships. So we put, the word has said, if you don't have someone in your life, you're not valuable. Women, if someone hasn't picked you up and put a ring on your finger and taken care of you, whatever your definition of taken care of, then something must be wrong with you. And that makes me think of a quote that my, my little sister put on Facebook, and I thought about this quote about every day. And it said, if you wouldn't wear my underwear, then why would you sleep with my man? Think about that. But when you get to a place where you, all this comes about because of how you feel about yourself and what you really know about yourself that you're trying to ignore. Because when you get to a place where you love yourself, Peter almost has to be Barack Obama for me now. President Barack, I mean he'd have to be on that level now, and I don't mean the money and all that, and I'm just saying mm-hmm. just for you guys as an example, people only God, when you get to a point where you love yourself, it's share shared that i I'm gonna have to figure out how to try to be with people, I guess because I've come to love my company my my own personal company. Because I'm growing into my purpose, my passion, my oneness with God. And When you get there, you don't let anybody, just anybody in that space. You start to guard that faith. You start to guard your heart, guard your mind, guard who you are. Your principles become evident. They become just so clear to people. Like they know right off. Right, like right off, and and people start to see it, and not not to just just as an example, you guys, I'll share something with you. Why I not? I shared it with you. Went into Walgreens um, a couple of weeks ago, and this lady, I walked in, she walked there, she spoke, I spoke, very happy because not not everything's not perfect, never will be, but I choose, I just choose to be happy. And when this lady started to check me out, she started to cry. She started to cry and just said, I thank you. I thank you for your spirit. She said, it's all over you. And it's not me. It's, it's what, God, what I'm allowing God to do in me, to change me, to change me. This lady really blows me so much. So I called back the next day and said, who is she? Because my plan is to just go in there and just give her some roses. Because just as she thought I I blessed her, she blessed me by saying, I see God in you. You walked in here and something was different. And she didn't know me. She said, I reminded her of her mom. And her mom told her to always be happy no matter what, because you never know who's watching. And there's something that I just choose to be sad about I could just choose to be sad about I could choose for my circumstances and situations To rule my life as I used to I had to, to, to walk myself out of darkness today When I felt it coming on I realized what was happening I picked up my Bible I went on my front porch Sat in the sunlight To let God feed me And I read my Bible for just about 10 minutes you guys And it made all the difference in the world All the difference Where I, where the old Tammy would pick up the phone Call a friend, gossip about Somebody or how I'm feeling Or what's wrong When all I had to do Was go to my word That was my 411 That's why I mean that's where I only really got my information And my stuff from So that when that 911 situation happens we're
0: good.
1: We're good. Mm, mm,
4: mm, Wow. What do you think, uh, Tammy, um I know that we said, you know, we weren't gonna stay all long and, 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 and we could definitely
2: uh
4: <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> but we uh seriously we could we we could actually uh start start to wrap it up. But I do wanna but I do wanna ask you this question. Why do you think? Uh, why, why do you think people are so afraid of change?
1: I a number of reasons, but it it it's admitting that something needs to be changed. And like you said, they've become so comfortable with what is and who they are, and to be to the thought of having to change that again means that something's wrong. Something's not working, and I've made some mistakes, and I'm not doing this thing right, and I'm unhappy, and all these things. Ego, trying to live up to the expectations of the world at your own detriment. Like, if you really think about how you are, like you say, why you're feeding a beast, but you yourself, you're dying. And many of us are the walking, living dead, breathing mm. every day, waking up every day, but internally you are deceived, deceived. And so, how does one wake up from that point? Because, why well, did I didn't want to tell you the journey for me? It seems like it's been forever. It has at least been fourteen years before I really just got to a place to where I thought, okay, wow, I'm really different. I mean, that, that's no. And you go back and forth, but what what you what you cannot do is stay back when you go back. When you find yourself back in a place, pick up, brush it up, and get back on this this form of change and transformation because. It is a working process. We just get lost in the process and think this is too big. But if you, for me, it was looking back and knowing what was back, knowing where I came from, and even if I got to this place and it was the same, then I know I didn't choose, choose this place. I fought for something different. But to just lay down and accept, the life that you don't want, the life that you were not created for, to me that's insanity. Kill me. Let me just go and die. Kill me straight on to hell now because this is hell this this is hell. So I just think people I mean, real I just think people just they're so caught up in themselves in this world and, and looking like um trying to look like what they think the world says, Hey, you're it and you've made it at at any cost, even if that cost means I'll, I'll be miserable for the rest of my life, no way am I going to say something's wrong with me or, you know, and all that. This ego, um, narcissistic world, so thoughtless, like the, the drifters, thoughtless people. They just they've lost their way, and they think wrong is right, and <laughs> right is wrong. Mm
4: we are we are definitely a a a lost generation and we are definitely um i, I think we're also um a selfish group of, of people i think that contributes um to a lot of uh, of things and, and and definitely uh when we talk about principles to live by i think that uh selfishness and greed definitely uh play a part in how we choose to live our lives and um you know I think that I think that people have gotten so far away from from god and and from themselves uh mm-hmm. to the point that people don't know who they are anymore people only know who they have become, and they confuse the two. And so when you ask people, well, who are you, or how are you, or what do you like, or what do you don't, what what do you dislike? Um, what I have found is that a lot of times people can't even give you an answer because they really don't know. Um, you know, it, it, especially if you're dealing with if you're dealing with people who uh, they can't tell you what they want, but they can tell you what they don't want. Um, that's a person who probably have gotten away from who they are. They, they've been influenced by the world or by, by others so much that they don't even realize who they, who they are. Um, and I think that can be a dangerous thing because if you don't know who you are, what you want, what you need, then how can you communicate those things to other people? Mm-hmm. And I feel like those people are always miserable. I feel like those people are, are, are flaky. And today they want one thing, and then tomorrow it's, uh, no, I didn't really mean that. Or tomorrow it's, mhm. Mm, nah, because they don't know which side of the fence to be on, they really are waiting for somebody to tell them which side of the fence to be on, so I think people have to be very i think people have to be very careful about those types of things yeah
1: right and be who you be, like once you once you get to know yourself um you know, going back to the relationships, we jump from one to another, one to another. I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of Steve Harvey now. Like I, the 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 talk show Steve Harvey, I'm a big fan. Never was a follower of him before, and I see how people jump on him about you know who is he to write relationship books, and I say, you know, you look at the people in the Bible. Gosh, who are they to even be talked about in the Bible? Some of the things that they did, but but God, I say, but your transformation, but your change, but your dying to self. But we are so quick, we are so quick to identify ourselves. Again, it goes right back to how you feel about yourself. Even your relationship with God truly depends upon how you feel about yourself. Now, that being said, the more you you focus on God's love for you, your God, again, I don't want to force my religion on you, um, your God... Or, how how if you feel loved? Because I think people are missing relationship, that true foundation of relationship. Not not again, not screwship relationship. A person to do this life with. I mean, even more than about love, because you can love, you can love, love, love all day. You also have to be committed to your choice of who you choose to love and do this world with. But we will we will marry so quickly because we know. You you also willing to divorce just as quick as you got married because you're looking for validation. You're looking for a connection with somebody,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a connection, something that says I'm okay, I'm valuable. Even if it's for a little while, you'll make that decision. I mean that's that's yeah. what, that's what we do. Hurting people hurt people. Hurting people drag along hurting people with them to do this life together. But again, once you get to a place where you you love yourself, that you see yourself as created in the image of your God, then, like my little sister say, if you won't wouldn't wear my underwear, then don't sleep with my man. Same for <laughs> same for. <laughs> I, mean, I love I mean, that quote. That's I love that quote. I love it. Because it takes it to a how, how how quick will people jump in the bed with people? But would you put would you put her boyfriend's underwear on when you get up to leave? Well, you might as well. Might as well put them on your head and as a hat. So you got to think about the big picture of things, and that goes back to just do what's right, and, and let the consequences take care of itself. Do what's right. Now is that is that difficult sometimes? Absolutely. But for morning, but for the next day, but for the next hour. Because if we if most of the time we just allow ourselves to get through what we're going through, just deal with the pain. It's like Brandon with those knees. Once he found out, we got some new people I think. So once once I've shared this story, once Brandon was my son was young and hurting leg, complaining till finally I took him to the doctor and the doctor just said he's just growing tall. He's just he's just gonna have to go through it. Growing pain. After that child found out he was getting taller, he wanted to hurt. He wanted to hurt. Like he would say, Mama, am I taller today? No. And that's the same with with change. You don't just you don't just change overnight. Yeah. Your life the way you were taught, the your upbringing it has been put upon you you have you have taken upon things of this world that you now, as an adult thinking living for yourself, you gotta work that stuff out of you and off of you, and that does not happen overnight, but is it worth you moving from where you are to where you want to be, or are you okay? With being of this world and being miserable, are you okay with putting on some, some, you know, that woman that you're sleeping with, her boyfriend's underwear? Are you okay with that, or does that sound a little bit different now that you look at it like that? You can apply that to a lot of things in life, as crazy as it sounds. So, um. I don't know, I mean, Principles, I guess. Principles where 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 I guess people need to ask themselves, you know, where are you living your your life from? What point? Who are you? What's your what have you been taught? And if you've not been taught, then what can you learn for yourself? Because at the end of the day, you are responsible for you and everything. as, as harsh as that sounds, because the first time I heard that, I thought, absolutely I am not responsible for I'm responsible for where I am today because I made a choice to either get there and know I'm there and stay there, regardless of who sent me there. I choose to stay in that place, whether it's that negative mindset, that self, whatever it is. I choose to stay there.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, Tammy, we, we've had uh, we've had a few uh, listeners to join us uh, in the last few minutes. Uh, uh, I'm going to read what's in the chat room first And then we actually just had someone uh, To press the number one So uh, coming out of the chat room uh, It says, uh, what a great analogy Tammy, when God stretches Us It's uncomfortable Uh, It's uncomfortable But when we know the vision It's easier to accept Uh, We just lost our caller That had pressed the number one Uh, We'll see if they come back and uh, press it again, Uh, and and only because I know that she wouldn't mind. uh, The comment came from uh, Tamaria in the chat room, Uh, and it was actually my sister who had called in and pressed number one. I think this was her, so let's let's see. Uh, (laughs) Caller from area code 336, and your last four digits are 1690. Caller, you are on the air.
1: Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> <Hi. Welcome>. Hey. <laughs> how hey, are I I good, good, good. I wanted to comment um I was listening earlier and um I heard you guys talk about the spoiled child and um wanting I guess you know why a lot of people are afraid of change. So, um I know Rodney, he's He's familiar with the spoiled child thing because, of course, I was called a spoiled child for, I mean, I don't know how long. Um, (laughs) But I just, when we, taking it a little further back to when we were at the um, education summit last weekend, when you put a label on somebody or on a child, um, starting from, you know, adolescence up until, you know, teenage years or grown, Sometimes you know that's how, that's what you you become you, you think you are basically. You think you're a spoiled child when somebody keeps saying, you know, you're bad, you're spoiled. You know, you're this and you're that. If they keep putting a negative label on you, you're going to grow up to believe that that's what you are. So, you're going to be afraid to you're not going to know anything else because you know you believe that people you believe these things that people were telling you, you know, like mom and dad telling you that you're spoiled. So when you get older you're not gonna really know what to do or you're gonna be afraid of change because you you just you I, I I can't explain. I can't put into words what I'm trying to say, but I guess you just you get a, you're afraid of change because you just don't know what to do because you think you're just this spoiled child. So it's like, what else am I supposed to do? Mom and dad is supposed to take care of me for the rest of my life. You know, I'm not supposed to be able to take care of myself because I'm this spoiled child that everybody say I am. So I'm not supposed to, you know, want change or want anything better for myself or do anything for myself. But hmm. with me. That kind of changed for me because I got pregnant at a young age. I was a teenager when I got pregnant. I was 19 years old. And that whole, that whole thing changed for me because I didn't realize that I had somebody dependent on me. And my mom, you know, I, I was raised, you know, mainly by my mom. My dad was always around, but I lived with my mom. And my mom was kind of hard on me when I did get pregnant. you know she was just like, "I'm not gonna take care of your responsibilities. you're gonna do this by yourself, you know so so forth and so on so I kind of had to i guess I had to you know figure figure out you know what 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 could I do or what do I have to do to provide for this?" child that's dependent on me because I can't just be this spoiled child anymore because I have a child that's dependent on me so you know I just I got that label thing you know out of my head about being a spoiled child and I just I just I don't know instead of being afraid of change I just went out there and you know I found my way and that's not to say that I you know I figured it out because I haven't figured it out I'm still learning I'm still trying to figure things out and I'm still I like Rodney said, you know, I'm always a learner, you know, I'm always gonna be a learner. Um but, you know, like I said, when you put a label on somebody, I think a lot of parents or whoever's listening, I think they really do need to think about when they, you know, call a child bad or call a child spoiled or anything, you know, anything negative, um when a child is young, I think that we should stop doing that because it makes that child think that that's what they are. And, you know, we may think that it's something funny at the time, or we may think that, you know, it's cute because we're saying that that child is for you because he or she get whatever they want, this and any other. But, you know, we shouldn't give a child what they want anyway. We should give a child what they need um, because it's not always about what you want, you know. So... I just think that the whole labeling thing, you know, really, we really do need to cut down on that, you know. And, like, my husband, he grew up in a family where, you know, he was always, it was always something negative about him, you know, discouraging him, you know, to not strive for anything. And, you know, when I met him, you know, he told me, you know, stories about, you know, they they always said that I was, I was slow or I didn't know how to do this and I didn't know how to do that. And, you know... And he started to feel like that's what he was until he realized that that's not me. That's not who I am. You know, I'm better than what they say I am. And he proved that. And now today, you know, people look at us and they're like, wow, like Shayna has really changed or Rob has really changed. And it's like we haven't changed. We've always been these people. But, you know, you guys were so busy labeling us that you didn't realize that this is who we were from day one.
4: Hmm. Wow! And I hope <laughs> I
1: I have I have a feeling yeah, that we're gonna we're gonna
4: end up going to ten o'clock. You know that,
1: right? Uh, ten, ten o'clock. Your time. <laughs> 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 in it, remember you remember, said don't
4: it's, all, sleep, so it's, <laughs> it's all it's almost Tuesday on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh Lord.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: you, um, the the labeling part. What and I, I and I heard what you said about you know how how you were labeled, and some people might say, "Wow, what a good label <laughs> to, to, to have yeah. you know to have put upon you." But although a lot of people would say that, it sounds like it did. It, it, it had some negative effect in your life. As good as it yeah. seems, you know, it sounds. I guess, and is, right. is that right? Like it, it, it had some, some truly negative. Um, it added to your life in a negative way. How did you see those negative tendencies play out into real life? Like, like what what are some of the things that that caused you to, um, I guess do some things that you regret later? I guess or something like that. Because because it, it, it's like like a two fold question because this is a big thing in one sense. Like people like, hey, yeah, I wish I had that. Yeah, um, let me. I, I'm not. I think. I think it just. Let me just say this. When I got getting when I got older, this is what I realized, and I might be getting too deep deep, but this is what I realized. I realized that being called spoiled. I, okay, I could say that. I don't. I don't, I don't want to say that I got everything that I wanted. But I could call, I'm going to use my dad for an example. I could call my dad anytime I wanted to, and I would ask him for anything. And, of course, being a child, anything, you, if I just ask for a couple of dollars, you know, to a child, that's a million dollars to them. You know, it's it's a lot of money to them. But if I just call and ask for anything, my dad always did it. I mean, he always, he never told me no. He's never told me no when I called him and asked him for something. But getting older I I real I I wish that I was spoiled with more attention and more time and more love than the money. I used to mm. hear a lot of people say. I used to hear a lot of people mm. say that. Um, yeah, when they would mention my name to anybody in my family or anybody, they would just say, "Shayna spoiled. She's always spoiled." You know, her her daddy spoiled her this and that and the other. And it's like you know. It only if they, only if they knew. At the time, that's all I knew. They would say, "Why don't you call? You you're always calling your daddy for money. You always calling your daddy when you want something, this and that and the other." And this is things that were said to me when I was younger, not not when I was, you know, I guess when I became legal. I'll say legal at 18, because I still don't feel like I was grown at 18. But when I became legal at 18, you know, this was before then. You know, I want to say about preteens up until about 16, 17, people would say. She only call her dad when she wants something and this and that and the other. But what they didn't realize and what I didn't realize at that time is that that's all I knew. That's all I knew was to call my dad and to ask him for something, you know, ask him for something. So when I got older and I realized, like, I look back on all those things and I was like, you know, they always said these things, but I really wish that I had a better relationship with my dad than I do because, like, I love my dad. Like, I was always a daddy's girl, but I was always spoiled with whatever I wanted. I, I really wish that I was spoiled more with time and, like I said, time and, and love and stuff like that. Like, the money, I look at it now and it's like, you know, that really was, that was nothing, you know. That really didn't matter. At the time, it did because that's all I knew. That's all I knew was to call dad. When you want something called dad, dad's going to get it for you. That's all I knew. So, that's what I did. I did what I knew, but when I got older, I realized like man, those times I called my dad for some money. I wish I would have called my dad and said, "Come get me, you know, come take me here. let's go do this. Let's go do that you know now and and that affects me a lot with um with my anxiety that i had I developed it affects me a lot because a lot of my anxiety comes from my upbringing, believe it or not, it comes from my upbringing so you know I just wish I had if i would i think that spoil that label that spoiled label for me it may be good for some people, but for me, I really think that it had a negative effect on me, and that's just yeah. me my personal- my personal opinion and what you know i did you know I feel I've been through and what it did to me. I think it does for i i think that's one thing that has a negative uh effect whether it shows up. Earlier or later in life, I think it, it, it absolutely does. Um did you find that it also like when you when you got grown and got into relationships, if you didn't if you asked for something and did not get it, did it make you feel one kind of way like in a more than it, it would have if you if you had not gone through that foil tendency that people think you were. You, you think you took it into your relationships as well? No I don't, cause I, think okay. I, kinda, I think I kind of, I think I kind of got over it, you know, like fast. I kind of got over it fast. I just, you know, when I okay. try to think back about how I developed certain feelings that I have, I just know that it stems from that. And I don't really have a, it doesn't really affect me now, you know, as as much as it did before. Um, it's just things that I, you know, wish could have been different, and it's what I try. It's, it's how I try to. I use those things that I've been through to try to parent my children now. Like, I try to, you know, do things differently than the way I was brought up. And I believe my mom and my dad did the best that they could. Like, I mean, they did the best that they could. And my mom especially, she did what she knew how to do. You know, when you – she just tried to raise her children the way that she was brought up and what what her mom taught her and what she knew, you know. We're not – Always perfect, we're not going to always do things right, and I understand that, but I just try to instill things in my kids now that I didn't have when I was growing up. And I don't think that my parents neglected me on purpose with these things that I didn't get, but they only did what they knew how to do now. The the person that I am now, that I've grown up to be, I get a lot of that from my dad. Believe it or not, because I do, I see a lot of the positives in my dad. Like my dad, he's a a working, you know, guy. He's always been a working guy. He's never, he, he's not the type that calls in because he's sick or got a cold. Like he works and he grinds twenty four seven. Like, I mean, I get those, I see those traits in me, you know. So. I've learned a lot from my parents and my mom especially, too, you know. She's a strong-willed person, you know, but like I said, I think that they only taught me what they knew. And, you know, upbringing is way different now, and even when I was a child, than when they were children, too. So, hmm. Interesting. Wow. Well, thank
2: you, Sissy. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: you welcome. You're welcome. It was nice talking to you guys, and I will listen more often because that was very enlightened tonight. It was a very a very nice show tonight. Very great topic.
0: Well, don't go
4: anywhere. We're 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 going to close out the show, and, and uh, so, so 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 don't go anywhere. You you, you might uh, hear something else that, uh, that 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 may be a blessing to you. So don't go anywhere.
1: Okay. All
4: right.
1: Okay. Uh, Thank you. <laughs>
4: Uh Tammy uh I know you have an announcement uh before we get off the air. Uh any any final words uh, uh be, be, before you have me uh close out the show?
1: Um, yep. Um a couple of things uh I want to let everybody know that my one and only son is getting married this Saturday. Uh, one and only child, I guess I should say. <laughs> I was about much.
4: to say, you got a daughter
0: somewhere I don't know about. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah, so, no, I don't, I don't. Um, but so I am headed to his wedding this weekend and looking forward to that. Um, so I wanted to tell you all that. So we will not be, unless Rodney decides to, to give you guys the best of him next week, Um, We will not have a show because I will will be traveling. And um, let's see, the the Monday after that, I believe we have Justin Settles, and we're just reminding you so that you'll come back, but we won't be on next Monday again unless someone decide to do something while I'm out. Um, But we will be back on Justin Settles out of Virginia, uh, teacher, author. He's been on the show with us before. Uh, author of Thirty Jewels, I think it is, and kind of gives you great book, great read, uh, easy read. Um, but he's going to come back on, and he's going to discuss the power of the Black Dollar, and I'll have a lot to say about that because I'm always, I'm always in the middle of um, of topics like that, and, and I think Rodney is too, to a certain degree. So it'll be interesting to talk about that. And then the following Monday, we will have uh, Bernie. Coleman, she is founder of Walls Come Tumbling Down Ministry. Um, actually, Rodney, I think your sister still listening. That's the, the lady that I wanted to present her with out of Atlanta. But she's founder of Walls Come Tumbling Down Ministry, and she has a business called Heaven Sent Gifts, uh, fabulous products. So she's going to come on and kind of talk about the ministry, her vision, her products, all natural products, and things like that. Um, let's see, what else? Rodney, am not forgetting anything. Um, the Education Summit, we're hoping for March of next year, Rodney, right? So, yes, so ma'am. Start planning for that because uh, we're hoping to do a weekend of that, like Friday night social connect kind of thing where we can kind of let our hair down, have a great time, great conversation. Rodney has some great things planned. Um, so I'm going to return the favor and bring Rodney here and Show them around and feed them some good vintage barbecue, they say, and just things like that. We're going to have some fun. So educators, friends, supporters, you guys start start planning. We're going to have vendors. Start planning. Start putting a few dollars away here and there so that when that time comes, money is not an issue. You know, just get you a $5, I don't know, jar going to where you just kind of drop $5 in there from time to time. And um, that that way by March you'll have you know it's not all some of your fun um let's see. We have the Soul Sisters event coming up November fourteenth uh here at the Crescent Club. If you've not heard about soul sisters it is our second time around, and it is where women connect women of different races, so you will um connect with a woman we come out, we eat, we talk, we socialize we discuss topics that we need to talk about. And then at that time, you are put with another woman um, of a different race, and you guys spend the next year together, getting to know each other, sharing each other's lives, going to the movies, whatever you like to do, just kind of validating each other. And then we will we will meet periodically throughout the, the year, and then come back again the following year to do the same thing over. You can keep your soul sister, and add another one, or change altogether. But we're having that November 14th, Crescent Club. Um, it is RSVP. You only have to pay for your, the cost of your meal. Um, let's see. If you're interested, call me, 901-830-6088. This year we're going to only take uh, 30 people total. So we have 15 of one race or, you know, 15 different races and then 15 more different races. If that's the best way to say that. Um, But if you're interested, please let us know. If you're interested in starting something like this in New York area, please talk with me as well, and I'll put you with uh, Dr. Ernstine Hunt, who is the founder, and I'm just kind of helping her out. So it's not my baby, I'm just helping out. Um, I think that's it. If I missed anything, I guess we'll just have to catch up uh, Monday after next, because remember, we will not be on uh, next Monday the 12th, but we will be on the following But all shows are archived, so you can go back and listen to any show at any time um, that you so so want to, I guess. Just pull up the the link, scroll down, and you'll be able to listen to any any of our former shows. And then, Rodney, before we get off, I'd like to just read my last, my favorite, favorite poem um, as we talk about principles. And I'll be quick. The Sermons We See by Edgar Guest. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one would walk with me than merely tell me the way. The eyes better pupil and more willing than the ear. Sign counsel is confusing, but examples always clear. The best of all the preachers are the men who live their creed. For to see good put in action is what everybody needs. I soon can learn to do it. If you'll let me see it done, I can watch your hands in action. Your tongue too fast may run. The lectures you deliver may be very wise and true, but I'd rather get my lessons by observing what you do. I may not understand the high advice you give, but there is no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. And again, that's Edgar Getz, Sermons We see, my absolute favorite poem.
4: Tammy, uh, can you post that on uh, online so that uh, people uh, can uh, can read it, or or if you just want to post a link to where people can find it? Because I, I I really uh, like that, and I and I would like to even read that again. So uh, could could okay. you post that online, or at least the link for? Absolutely. it
2: absolutely.
1: I'll post it in the show and on my page as well in the show details.
4: Awesome. Uh as we close out the uh as we continue to, to close out the show, um uh I want to start with uh first of all uh letting my sister know how uh how how proud I am uh of her. Um I yeah. could I could hear in, in in her voice and in her her conversation tonight that uh that that she is uh, very mature um and that she has matured a lot over the years and, and regardless of what caused that maturity, the bottom line is uh she has definitely grown up. Um I'll let you guys figure out whether or not she was spoiled. Uh she is the she is the youngest of all of us and she's the only girl. So I'll let you all figure out whether or not she was spoiled. Uh but but what's it it most impressive to me is the way that she talks now the way that she lives her life um how serious she is about uh what she's trying to accomplish uh, she's a goal oriented person um she she is a great wife she is a great mother uh and, and she is definitely uh raising her, her her children uh to do great things um and and definitely trying to give them things that that we didn't have growing up so uh Shana uh I, I I just want you to know that 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 I am proud of you um and that I love you and I hope that you continue uh to to do the work that 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 you are doing um uh, and anytime time Tammy and I are to marry you, uh any uh anything is going on uh please know that you are always uh welcome uh you do not have to 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 ask uh uh, just let us know <laughs> if you want to be a part of it. Uh, and, and hopefully one day to Mary and I, uh, can definitely, uh, drive down to, to Greensboro. And I'm sure, I'm sure we will, uh, probably after the wedding, but I'm sure we will, uh, definitely ride down and, and hang out with you guys. But, but anything, uh, that we can do, uh, to support you and to help you out, we, we most certainly will. Um, And uh, I also want to read these comments uh, that Tamaria posted in the chat room uh, a little while ago. Uh, When Shana was talking, Tamaria said, Amen, Shana. So true. People have no clue how impactful words are. Um, And then Tamaria said, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, (laughs) is the biggest lie kids are told. Those words can alter perceptions until God reveals the truth. Luckily, some of us can bounce back, but for others, it's not so easy um and then, I think she was reading an anonymous quote It said, uh it's not what you are that is holding you back it's what you think you are that uh it's what you think you are not uh so uh definitely some 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 great commentary from uh tamaria um and for those of you who don't know who Tamaria is uh tamaria is the, the woman that i love she is uh my fiance uh we will be uh getting married uh next year twenty sixteen um uh july uh the second so uh if you're if, whether you're there uh physically or there in spirit uh we <laughs> we do appreciate all of your love and, and your support uh and right before I play the music, um, I did write down some some principles to live by, Timmy, so I'm going to share these, um, and, and then I'm going to DJ like I always do to get us off the air. Uh, and the first thing I'll say is this. Don't live so that you can meet the world's status quo. Number two, be sure to fact. F-A-C-T Be sure to fact check your pastor Or whoever is ministering to you Number three Even if you are not the inflictor If you are a spectator You are just as guilty
2: Hmm. Number
4: four Don't lay down with anyone Until you have the supplies To clean up the mess you are going to make And finally, number five, as long as we want change with our mouths and not with our hearts, things will always remain the same. We want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. We will see you in two weeks, same time, same station. Have a blessed week and good night, everybody. (laughs)